Geeks be with you. Hello, and welcome back to Geek Orthodox. Jared, we're back! And we're finally anchored to a program that we like. I, I, I see what you did there. You uh, were supposed to. Ha ha. I'm, I'm laughing. In case you're new here, I'm Aaron. You certainly are. That's never going to change. No, it hasn't in the month we've been gone. I could just call you something else. Air, airhead. I could call you Jared. Jarhead? No, it doesn't work the same. It really doesn't. Why would you even consider that? I don't know. But we have a guest on our podcast today. I know for like the 28th time in a row. No, it's not 28th. We've only had like like, six episodes. (laughs) I mean, we should kind of make it a point to ask for people who want to guest star. Guest star? Is this a movie now? (laughs) Obviously. All right, well, we Join us on epic quests of yore. (laughs) Well, we have our dad on the podcast. Hi, folks. This is our dad. Just do you call have him a name? Dad. Uh, do I have a name? Yeah. Do you no. have a name? You've been around since show one, and <laughs> you still don't have a name. name. Uh, I've been uh, around what do you since think before of that? show one. <laughs> to be quite honest with you. <laughs> All right, um, and well, that's today, accurate. as you probably know from the episode title, we're talking about Onward, the new Pixar film. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because you know we're two brothers, and we have our dad, who is clearly not dead. Uh, and has I am, both uh, halves. Both halves of my body are present. <laughs> it's going to vanish at sunset, though. It's really awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it makes transport really weird, but... <laughs> That's just how it be sometimes. All right, so, Chair, do we, do we have an outline for how this is going to go? We do, but I left it somewhere, so we're just going to wing it. Nice! See, exactly what I said we should do. I sort of agree with that. <laughs> do, so anyways, do you need we're to do a start spoiler with... alert or anything like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Onward, we're hopefully going to put this in the episode title, but if you haven't seen Onward... Go watch the movie, because it's... No, I'm not going to say whether it's good or not. Uh, go watch it. It's Pixar. Pixar is usually good. You, you really That's can't true. go wrong. There, there are a few outliers, but for the most part... It's not like The Good Dinosaur, so don't worry about or that. Or Cars 2. It's a very solid Pixar film. Yes. So, uh, go watch it. Sometimes delightful. We'll see you in uh, about two and a half hours. You've know, you got to go to the theater, pay, you've got to find a showtime, watch the previews, and then come back. So about two and a half hours. Just hit the give pause or take, button. Uh, yeah. Several half hours. <laughs> hit the pause button. Come back. I'll see you when you get back. We'll give you about three seconds. Or if you're good at multitasking, listen to the podcast while you watch the. <laughs> Wouldn't that recommend ten... it, but don't ruin the movie. <laughs> All right. Well, I think you've had enough time to go to the movie theater, so let's get into it. That's rather unrealistic. I like it. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So, general first impressions. I prefer corporal first impressions, thank you. <laughs> well, in this case, it would be semi-corporal, uh, corporeal <laughs> yeah. uh, impressions. Ah, since, very uh, much of the movie is, is about a, a dad who's only half there. Yeah? So, what did you think... Rather go- more literal than that's usually yeah. taken. What did you think going into this movie? Like, what were you expecting? Really, I wasn't expecting... Like, I was expecting a sort of quest... But I wasn't expecting well, the direction the quest went. The trailers, right? Uh, I I think for me it was I, I wasn't sure how they were going to pull off the the melding of the fantasy world with yeah. the modern world, yeah. and I, I I was really kind of I- intrigued by how that was going to pay off. And the the cool thing about it is that you just kind of accept it after the first couple minutes mm-hmm. and and then you get into the story. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't treat it as the world was any different than ours even though it's got a lot of magic. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, this is normal for them and I really like when storytelling does that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it was going to be good because it's Pixar and I was fairly certain that it was going to be sad because, again, it's Pixar. 
Um, or at least it has a dramatically emotional climax. Yeah. It tugs at your heartstrings. And like in the last five years, we've had like a in, monkey trying to learn. In to play the last guitar. five years, we've had Inside Out and Coco, and Toy Story Four. Coco so, literally tugs at your heartstrings. Yeah. Huh. Well, and 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 given what you do know about the film going into it, right? You know, there's going to be that emotional element. Like in the first few minutes, it's like, oh, this is going to get worse, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> But um, but even though it does have that that strong uh, emotional investment, well, investment, yeah. there are a lot of things that just are laugh out loud. Funny, yeah, I know. Which is what you expect from a from a good Pixar film, mm-hmm. or even just a good film, like, like Disney properties in general at this point. Yeah. Because we got Marvel, and right. now we got Pixar. Pixar well, yeah. Not now, but we yeah, got we, Pixar. they had Pixar before they had Marvel. <laughs> so you, you definitely get the well, the em- emotional investment. Pixar before we had Marvel. Yeah. You want to re- reintegrate Disney here. owned Pixar before they owned Marvel. That's what that I, I will agree with. But not how it was originally stated. Anyways, tangent over. Moving on. It's going to be fun to watch you guys disagree uh, <laughs> while talking about a film in which much of it concerns two brothers disagreeing. <laughs> um, well, you're not wrong. Yeah. Well, I guess let's just get into it. Um, I really liked how they introduced all the characters I was very amused by the centaur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, that was just delightful to me. It, it One of the key elements of, of the film, of course, is that the dad has died. Right. I hope you picked up on that. But <laughs> apparently this police officer who is a centaur, a bronco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Officer Bronco. Officer Bronco. It, as a just <laughs> added complication is also the mom's new boyfriend. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that brings all sorts of things. And he's at odds with the yeah. older son. Yeah. Right. So that kind of brings everything into perspective. You know, and... you, know you don't have to explain the, the characters. They've all seen the movie, probably. Okay. No, <laughs> they haven't. Oh. You're going to get those few dirty cheaters who are watching a review and spoiling themselves. Did, which... did you miss our Why are you doing movie? that? How dare you spoil this beautiful movie the for yourself? The only thing that really took me out of the movie was trying to picture how a centaur would drive a car. <laughs> yeah I mean I spent a lot of time every time he would stand by his vehicle <laughs> I, I was saying to myself just how's he gonna of, get in there just think of it like uh, like Chiron how he could like compact himself into his wheelchair well, I think it's more like a clown car physics well in, yeah. in, the, in the final near the final scene yeah, he actually he's like, pops out of the car yeah. And you're like, okay, that's how he fits, and it makes sense. But yeah. very snugly, and probably frustrating me for him. <laughs> yeah. So to me, he was an interesting character. You'd think that they um, could like customize police cars for centaurs, but no. That's too straining on the buzzer. Another detail I really loved were the uh, feral unicorns. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was just a, a clever bit. We see them in a couple different places. Probably, yeah, yeah traumatized a couple of the young girls going in with <laughs> Yeah, it's it's what happens when My Little Pony goes bad, I guess. <laughs> no, we don't want to consider this any further. Moving yeah. on. Uh, so, I guess let's just get into the quest. Oh, yeah, first of all, I want to talk about Ian. He, I love Ian. He's just like, he's really trying to stand out and... And, and what a great choice for a voice actor. Oh, yeah. Honestly. And, Holland, yeah. and with Chris Pratt I as mean, Barley. Oh, yes, that was perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, the, the characters aren't that different. From the ones we've come to know them in the right. Marvel universe, yeah. where you know that they had that semi-awkward remote. Peter Parker uh-huh. and then right. brash mm-hmm. and yeah, always charging forward, yeah, right. reckless. That's the word. That's mm-hmm. the one. Yeah, but 
if you always charge forward, aren't you going to wreck a lot instead of wrecking less? Well, I'm an English teacher, so I have to point out that um, wreck, R-E-C-K, means to know. And at the risk of sounding pedantic, if you're reckless, if you're, it means to know or to consider. <laughs> so if you're reckless, you're not considering. And that was your educational tidbit for the day. This Dad, is now an educational podcast. Dad's English-ophical tangents. <laughs> it's like Jared's philosophical tangents, but not. <laughs> Are any of us truly here? <laughs> I'm only half here, apparently. Pardon me while I tap your feet. Um, no, you're talking. It'll be your top half. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Which would be uh, slightly more awkward. Yeah, it would be a lot harder for this movie to happen. <laughs> Well, then I'd be like a character out of Saga, but uh, I don't know if everyone is... Never no, mind. Probably not. Okay. Um, I know the Saga begins. Yeah. Totally different. So we, we've talked about the beginning and the introduction, which definitely don't mean the same thing, the beginning and the introduction. Definitely two two separate words. <laughs> so I guess... The good dinosaur the is a thesaurus. Well, the, you know, the, the way the, the quest starts was, uh, to me... Uh, Kind of, um, kind of sets up the the time frame, the way it um, you know gives you a time limit, yeah. um, and and then it puts a lot of emotional pressure on them because he couldn't complete the magic spell right. to begin with, and yet so much of this is about him learning to be a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Um, so his his failure sets the whole quest in motion in some ways. Yeah. Is the conflict man versus self then? Well, I, I think there there you are operating on multiple levels, levels of conflict. And, yeah. and what's nice is there's a you know, in in a well written story like this, there's uh, stakes for all the characters, but there's also um, mm-hmm. growth and change for all the characters. Yeah. They're very Except charged the, stakes the, in the Manticore's case. The the mom doesn't really change or grow. She She is, starts a mighty warrior, she ends a mighty warrior. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but all the other characters and even my favorite character, Bronco even gets a little <laughs> moment of growth at the very end, yeah. but, um, <laughs> um, follicularly, uh, but, um, the hair. Yeah. yeah. I knew you were referring rock. to. <laughs> okay. Right. Like... So, um, so the, the way the quest is set up, I mean, you guys play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. And, Not as much and... as I should. How much uh, does having that kind of knowledge, that kind of background, impact your understanding? Made a lot of things hilarious. I mean, cliche meet in a tavern was just one of the best starts. Then having all those spell cards that he went through at a breakneck pace—that was incredible. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's more from um, well, that's kind of borrowing from a couple other RPGs, I guess. Probably, but I uh, mean, D and D does have spell cards you can mm -hmm. buy. Okay, all right. And being a collector like that, he would probably have them all. Mm-hmm. Well, and and uh, you know the the idea that as they're going on this quest, it, it's both the the physical quest, but it's also you know the self discovery. Oh yeah, and the building like drum classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, it's very much like the Wizard of Oz because the answer was there the whole time. Right. You know, it, right from the start. Uh, you, you know, you gave, uh, I gave you my heart. No, no. <laughs> you have to accept help. Yeah. yeah. Ian, We're not doing get help. Ian, Ian recognizes that, you know, all those things on his journey um, are, are, yeah. are the answer's already there, yeah. I think. So. Man, that scene. We'll, we'll get back to it, but... Um, okay. 
So I I love the the entire scene with the at the Manticore's tavern with the Manticore's journey of self discovery. Both epiphany. of them, yeah. like both of the scenes at the tavern with the boys and then with the mom. Right, <laughs> they're right. both great. Right, and, and that actually is probably one of the best scenes for the mom. I, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I could see this entire movie as a modern D and D campaign, just oh, in yeah. general. Yeah, because that mom rolled the twenty on uh, <laughs> intimidation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so even intimidation, strange. just like um, uh, charisma check. Yeah, charisma. Yeah. Well, the um, there's a term for it, but I'm blanking on it. It's making me mad. Deception check. Uh, yeah, something they, like that. When they get there, and it's so much like um, medieval times or something, you know, it, it's it, it really kind of um, underscores how much the the world mm-hmm. in which it's set has changed. And I liked how they showed that you know. They were wizards, and then, like, they turned on the light bulb, and they're like, this is so easy. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, that was funny. Okay, so is it an anti-science movie, then? I would say no. No, I don't, I don't think because so. I think no. Science just is 99% perspiration. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it really is. I think it's just saying yeah. don't don't lose a little sight bit. Sight of your roots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't lose sight of the, the, the magical roots. And, and in a way, it's, you know... Uh, their, their fundamental nature, their who they are behind the scenes, and that could relate to Modern religion, society. ethnicity, anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, so that what was what was your favorite um, part uh, about the the, the quest mm-hmm. itself? The favorite obstacle that they. I think. Well, first of all, I really like how they solved the one where they're like in the tower and filling with water. I liked how they solved that. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was a neat one. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it's some of the incidental moments, like the pixies. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the the uh, the biker pixies mm-hmm. is just <laughs> something I, you never expect yeah. to hear. But that's it's like great. something out of Smash Up. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I um, want them to make a biker faction. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, but I will say that I felt like the the whole scene with the. Barley being small and annoying and being chased by the pixies. I just felt like that went on too long. Okay. All right. Um, I, I think we, we talked about this a little bit after we left the, the theater, and I don't know if we, now is the time you want to get into it, but the scene where they impersonate Bronco. Oh, man. That is brutal. Um, that, to me, was... Um, you know, so much of the movie is literally about the brothers arguing... This path or that path? Mm-hmm. You I don't know. agree. <laughs> well, Sorry, dis- disagree on. with him, not with me. Yeah. Um, well, he but, agreed. I disagreed. Yeah. yeah. The, Therefore, uh, we disagree. There you go. Yeah. The um, You know, do we take the highway? Do we take the path of peril? Path of peril. I mean, it kind of goes back to the magic science argument, really. That's true, and you know, we kind of get the impression that um, Ian Ian is. Mm-hmm. Is very much a science person. Kind of. Uh, Doesn't he say something about a science test, like very early on in the movie? Well, like the only people he knows are his lab group from his science class. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if maybe at one point they wanted to play that up, that science magic thing more, and decided that wasn't really relevant. Maybe. And that just kind of wasn't to the emotional conflict. It was like a thematic conflict, but I guess it could take the back burner, back Bunsen burner. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so you you got the two brothers. They've got two different ways of solving solving problems, and and 
you very much have the idea of learning on the quest. Like um, things that go wrong, you you learn yeah. from them. The AC. You have to work with what you have. The AC in the van. Yeah. For example, the you have to work with what you have. The first step. The, yes, exactly. Oh, well, you, and you know that idea. You have to work with what you have, which yeah. is one of the things that Barley keeps repeating. Mm-hmm. Is really when you think about it, that's the emotional lesson that Ian gets at the end. Yeah. Is you know that it's not everyone is blessed with this uh, right. parent or with this situation in life. You just have to kind of accept that. That's um, a sorry. better way of putting it than yeah. I would have summarized. So good job. <laughs> Thank Dad you for doing our work for tangents. us. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't get the, this opportunity every day, so I got to make the most of it. Jared, dad's taking your job. He's, making, he's doing the philosophical tangents. I don't get paid for it anyway, so you can have it. <laughs> Fair. By the way, we haven't talked about how much I'm, what percentage I get for this. Well, I, since this... we're making nothing, I guess you can also get 35% of our nothing. Wow. <laughs> I'm holding out You know, 40. I think you only get like 15% of our nothing. <laughs> all right, fine. Your, your name is on the podcast. Sorry, we, so... have, we have a fixed rate for all our guests. <laughs> <laughs> nothing from nothing. It's nothing. All right. Probably haven't fixed yet. So the, we have the, the Pixies. We've got the... The Empress we got the Dragon Dog. The, the which? The Dragon Dog. At the end? No. Oh, the little the, the dragon. dragon dog. Right. <laughs> the domesticated dragon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Bad dragon. Scary. Yeah, he's... he's Back scary. to your lair. And the troll gate guards. Yeah. Yeah, they were... Um, it's like, it's nice little cameo call-outs. Yes. All, All right, so the, 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 the trolls who take the tolls at the bridge. Yes, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Were there any other clever little bits like that that I just missed... Mm. Um, I had this train of thought, and then it just like was like, I, I'm going to head out. <laughs> it's gone. I'm sure it'll come back at some point. I like the Raven's Point. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, how they figured that out. Now, you mentioned the, the Trust Walk. Or, uh, the Trust, yeah, trust that Bridge? Mm-hmm. Is that what they called it? Well, it's the invisible, invisible bridge. Bridge guard, right? Or something. Yeah, I was getting very uh, Temple of Doom moments. No, <laughs> is that right? No, um, not Temple of Doom. The other one, Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Yeah. Why would you be talking about Temple of Doom? <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, wrong Indiana Jones show. My apologies. <laughs> I revoke my geek card. Um, no, you just get a corner cut off. Yeah. yeah. Did you, you only have two left? Now you knew that somehow that rope was not gonna. Do the job. Yeah, right? I, sh- I should have known that. Yeah. yeah, I. You've got a rope. Trust me, everything's fine. And it was, it was interesting. <laughs> you still got me, right? Yeah. <laughs> they also showed his brother teaching him how to ride a bike. They did. Oh, uh, I think I missed yeah, that. So that's uh, that was later at the end. Well, yeah, I'm sure it was, but like I. But just say, yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep, keep going. going. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's. It works apparently. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the, the work placebo with both effect. of you actually. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. it's like the placebo that, effect. Like odd tangent, but what level sorcerer is Ian? Because he starts out using these small spells, and by the end, he's just casting arcane lightning with no oh, disregard yeah. for anything. He must be the greatest sorcerer in history because he picks it up so quickly. Like, like storing yeah. up meta magic points for well, all those times. <laughs> well, even the first time, it, you get the impression this is something deeply ingrained in him because even the first time. He actually uses magic, which is in the Manticore's. No, the first time he uses it oh, well, is with the. No, the, the first time he uses it on his own. Yeah, yeah, the first time he uses it successfully is when his yeah, dad's his dad. about to get crushed or whatever, yeah. 
and he uses the magic to hold up the beams. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, the fact that he would even think about it, it would be so natural for him to do yeah. that, is either um, says something about him as a character or says the writer really wanted to make it convenient. That's true. Or both. both. Yeah. Yeah. Have some so, of column uh, A, trial of column B. <laughs> so on that note, one of the things that is like in my mind about this film is that it really tried to be different from Harry Potter. Because like, you know... It's kind of, we're in a world where, like, Harry Potter is the norm when it comes to all magic, basically. Well, it's either that or D&D, and this definitely drew on D&D. Yeah, but, like, you know, they're using staffs instead of wands, and, yeah, if you're making incantations, they're gonna be stupid like that. But Mm. it's not a bad thing, necessarily, it It just kind of like Aragorn in some aspects. Like what? Aragorn. I wouldn't know. Just with words of power being translated yeah. to specific spells. And they do establish some, some rules for magic. Yeah. And, and how it has to work. You've got to follow all the rules. Five. All yeah. the decrees. Yeah. yeah. That, that reminds me the of... The self-help book of magic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. Besides, like, you know, the end. My favorite scene when, you know, the, the police cars are chasing them and they're at the end of the road and they've got to, like... You know, they've got to get these rocks to block the road, and he couldn't do arcane lightning. So, it's like, sends Guinevere at, oh man, that was, and the music. Yeah. If I'm so going to be honest, one of my favorite scenes was when the dragon grew angry eyebrows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was pretty cool. You know, one, one thing, and I, I mentioned this to you guys after the, the theater, the movie, yeah. was they, um, the score was written actually by two brothers mm-hmm. who actually, uh, you know, uh, had to say goodbye to their father. And uh, so they talked about how it was a very emotional thing to write some of these scenes. And, yeah. you know, and they're they're very different individuals, but they sometimes yeah. work together and, and enjoy collaborating. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because uh, it, it does have that underlying message. So the music overall, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys know more about the music. Onward. The, I'm sorry, say again? That sometimes all you can do is to press onward. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's kind of the key message. What uh, How would you guys think about the, the music overall in a film like this? I mean, how effective was the score? In, I mean, it, it was it memorable to you guys? Because you Honestly, noticed that more than I'm, I did. I'm trying to like think of the score. Me, but that's a good thing. Yeah. For like, a movie like this, it didn't detract yeah. from right. anything. Right. One of the like, thing... I think it added tension without showing up. Yeah. Which okay. is... Well, that, that might also might be because we're recording this a day after yeah, we've seen it. Right. True. Well, one of the ways I like to describe how film how effective film score is is like if it adds to the quality of the movie without you noticing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm an outlier because you know we both are we're music nerds and we and notice that we're vocalists. Things. No, yeah. definitely not. But you know, a lot of people they're like. Oh, this is like building tension, but you don't really notice the score, but it helps. I'm anyway. probably gonna have to go back and research the soundtrack because it's yeah. definitely D and D material. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, have that playing in the back of your campaign. You're right. and, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you had a manticore, you had right. a centaur, a gelatinous had, cube, a gelatinous cube. <laughs> that I, and he knew when they when they mentioned that, oh, yeah. and, and he's like, "What's a gelatinous later. cube?" Said, "Oh, it's this, you know." And it the destroys everything. everything. You're like, oh, they are so meeting a gelatinous oh, yeah. cube. You knew at some point that was going to happen. So uh, the writers, I mean, they, they do kind of follow some traditional... Chekhov's guns. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, setting up those things. Just like um, the um, 
the tail light from the van, and mm. after your favorite scene, yeah, the only thing the left light. behind is the reflector or whatever. And you know, I knew when he picked it up, we're gonna see this again. See, my thing is that I said this to you after is that you know when I'm watching a movie, I'm not trying to figure out how it's going like, to sometimes all, like I, play out. I'm just watching it to absorb it all and see what happens. I mean, I also don't try, but sometimes it just can't help. But yeah, sometimes things. it's just blatantly obvious, like well, with the gelatinous cube. Yeah, and and of course you you did talk about the call to adventure. You very much have like a lot of Pixar journey. films. There's very much a clear hero's journey yeah. here. Um, I mean, I, I was trying to do it, like, through the movie, and I also couldn't, like, remember all of the stages, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you're not going to... I'm Never mind. We're, we're, yeah. Look them up. Joseph Campbell. Yeah, we might link that in the show notes. <laughs> so, I wonder how different this would have turned out if Ian had actually managed to invite people to his party. Like, would he have more party members on the quest? Oh, that's no. interesting. Oh, I didn't, would have get, I didn't even think about the connection of party and party. Mm. Mm. You know, so uh, no, I, don't I think know. I think they well, all. My brain naturally uh, predilects towards punks. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Well, that explains a lot. And I wonder <laughs> if if in an original draft they they had more people in the party or whether it was always. I, I think it's probably always going to be that's two brothers. So what, one of the things I was thinking earlier is that you know when they made the the trailers and the promotional material for this film, they really didn't show a lot after like the first fifteen minutes. They really couldn't without spoiling some right. of the future. Like, you know, they showed them going on the quest and stuff. Or just yeah. starting. Yeah, the, yeah, something about the manticore failing to tell them about the curse. I think that was yeah, in the I trailer. Yeah, I think that was in there. And, and so you, you kind of like, I forgot okay, that the manticore was even important. Like, even if I had seen a trailer with that in it, I think I forgot that yeah, same it existed. Here. Well, it was, uh, for me, that, that was um, a, a nice little element so that you had more reason to more reason to find them uh mm -hmm. you know otherwise it's just oh they're missing where have they gone right we need to locate them what, um, one of the things i noticed was like all they wrote on their note was like be back soon with a huge surprise i was like really you couldn't even have written like going on a quest be back soon shame is a powerful motivator yeah well i mean if you write we resurrected half our father, and we're trying to get the other half. That probably would freak your mom out. Right, I'm thinking. but like you couldn't have just said going <laughs> on a quest. How's it do? Well, I mean, it, I mean, then they probably would have thinking that that Barley dragged him to a game. Some or that maybe a, I don't know what else they they could have done. Yeah, done, right. but the um, gone to quest skateboarding. <laughs> the um, or every half pipe is an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> what was the um this episode sponsored by quest skateboarding <laughs> what was the name of the the van guinevere guinevere like the queen uh-huh yeah very uh and that license plate yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that being said did ian use magic to repaint that or is he Probably. just a naturally gifted artist i think he used magic that's uh, how it, i interpret it it's it, left unclear you know like but... did he use color spray uh, color spray. I feel like you wouldn't be able to get that precise with color spray, but okay. The um, Chromatis Maxima. Here's an interesting aspect. There's no romantic subplot right. in this film. A lot of Pixar doesn't have Right, that. right, which I, I think is it, it's, it's kind of superior to, you know, I mean, one of the things that people remark on is about Frozen is that the the romance was not 
the, the main point of the, the main point of I mean, the movie yeah, was about there. the relationship I mean, between the sisters. And, I mean, yeah. the only reason they're remarking on that, I think, is because early Disney was basically all princess movies, even until like the the nineteen nineties. Well, all right. So we had with Frozen a Disney movie that was really about the relationship between two sisters. So yeah. is this Brozen? Carlos. <laughs> Come on, I worked hard on that one. Did um, you know? That's yeah. a real shame. Really <laughs> good. But no, I, I, I think there, there's certainly a, a similarity there. You know, it's about resolving that relationship in the absence of parents, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's true of both of them because it's a different it's a different type of relationship that they're exploring, yeah. uh, which I think is when you think about it for your target audience. They're much more likely to have siblings than romances. That's, oh, that's oh, true. Oh, and speaking of Frozen, I hope to God this doesn't get a sequel. No. No, it no. does not need one. I, I, I would I accept a comic book continuation. Maybe. But like, or, or like if ex- they made like a D&D campaign. Yeah, that's the only thing I would, I would accept. Because <laughs> yeah. if we get record of Ian actually being... In the D&D mm-hmm. campaign and having that parallel reality in some yeah. form. That I might mean, be cool. One of the things that Pixar does really well is that they make movies that really don't lend themselves well to sequels. And then make sequels anyway. But I uh, mean, sometimes they work. Like, Toy Story 2 works Incredibles very well. Incredibles 2 works. Incredibles 2 works. Well, does that work. also needed a sequel. They like, did it, set that one up yeah. very well. No, I... They, I mean, it could just be open ended, and that yeah. might, might have been better in the long run, actually. Yeah. But, I don't know if this one is... I mean, you you can't do a sequel to Coco. I mean, please yeah. tell me you're like, not going to make a sequel. What would it be? Never. Inside In? <laughs> As opposed to Inside Out? Like, well, outside, in, where the, where the outside In, where the emotions... Outside In, where the emotions become real. Oh, oh no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Hashtag R-rated. Behold my terrible fan fiction. R-rated. All self fall. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing some of these characters again. Right, uh, but it would have to be the right circumstance. It would have to it, Pixar uh, theory. Yeah, I. I mean, oh, where does this fit in the Pixar? Theory? I know that Super Crown Brothers is making a video about it, and I think I mean, they. The, I I've heard that they solved it. So I'll have I to mean, share that. It with could you. be like one of the doors through monsters. Okay. Yeah, that would make like, sense. Like that's an easy I explanation. Yeah, I don't recall two moons anywhere. I else. mean, in addition. Oh yeah, that's true. Because you can't just like say that one of no, the companies that started taking over is by and large. You really can't, right? Well, unless I mean, it just is set on a completely different world in the galaxy, far far away. Yeah. That being said, is there anything in this movie related to Soul? There probably is like a little call out somewhere. I did like maybe in the curio shop. Oh man, now I kind of want to know that. I'm sure someone has already done a frame-by-frame research. I didn't see Probably in the curio shop. Probably. The, Speaking um, of which, that intimidation is standard, like, diplomacy fails. Wait, the, the, the pawn shop? The pawn yeah, shop, the pawn yeah. Shop. The pawn shop. Same okay. thing. Yeah, well, the, the, like, diplomacy failed. Stab. <laughs> yeah. It's but, like <laughs> paladin versus rogue. Right. <laughs> well, it, it just kind of cut to the chase, and, you know, it was, yeah. that was... Get Another Indiana it. Jones uh, it, moment. Yeah. Where we're just going to pull out the gun and shoot her. You know? It's but, also the contrast that we yeah. see Bradley and Ian, again, take the easy way versus try and take the harder way. Oh, that's true. That's true. Wow. So much thematic uh, Unity. reverberation. Yeah, yeah. That That's yeah. a really good point. I had not seen that one when, yeah. I, when I looked at it for the first time. 
Um, the voice of the um, of the pawn shop owner, if I if I read the IMDb credits mm-hmm. right, was um, Tracy Ullman. Is that supposed to mean something to me? It might mean something to you if you're my age. Otherwise, it oh. will not. But okay. she had uh, here's here's why she is significant uh, for you. Uh, what was the opening cartoon for this film? The Simpsons. Simpsons. It was The Simpsons, which are now a Disney property. Right. And it was the pretty si- interesting, if I do say so. I do not like the-, the Simpsons began as an animated cartoon as a short on the Tracy Ullman show. Oh. So there's your, there's your little yeah. Can, can we talk about the short for a minute? I know we're like getting off topic from the movie, but... Um, I, as a person who watched the first, you know, I don't know, however many episodes of The Simpsons, you know, first several seasons, um, there's still an appreciation for it. And I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed seeing those characters again. Um, I noticed um, there wasn't a lot of um, vocal work. Was there any? I don't think there was. Maybe some like baby sounds, but yeah, but but I I'm betting that they didn't want to pay the right the voice actors because they're very expensive. I I saw this probably on Discord somewhere. Uh, Pixar has been really dropping the ball with these shorts lately because there was Olaf's Frozen Adventure before Coco Uh that was a 25 minute short depression. Yeah, I put that in quotation marks for those of you listeners. Uh, and then now this, like, yeah, it was okay as a short, but you I would see, have much preferred an actual Pixar short. see, the thing is, with Disney Plus, all their shorts are going there instead of in front of the movies. Yeah. Yeah, but I just, I wanted an actual Pixar short, because Pixar can make shorts, like, that's how they started. Typically speaking, sometimes pants. They're, they're, they're doing the shorts to test out, test the waters for animation things that they want to do in the future. And, well, and it's also probably like for young animators to get their bearings. It is. And that and, was about. But I'm wondering if I maybe they just didn't have anything they needed to test maybe. with this or maybe maybe there'll be a really good one before Soul. I hope but, so. Um, I, I personally enjoyed the, the really Simpsons good. short. You could call it Heart. So then you have heart and soul. Now, for you guys who didn't grow up watching The Simpsons, mm-hmm. did, did that short... It like, wasn't worth my five minutes. Really? <laughs> I mean, it was enjoyable. I'm not going to lie. But I just would have much preferred something else. Okay. Jer? I, I kind of liked it, actually. See, now we're disagreeing. See, yeah. there's a conflict to yeah. the <laughs> Yeah. Get that magic yeah, staff. The fact that they're subverting expectations. I, I appreciate the Simpsons does that, having That's, the children act much more mature than the adults. It was it was very much especially um, their sort of thing. What what I was a little, I found a little bit unusual was that it kind of had a happy ending, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily associate happy endings with the Simpsons. Right. It's Disney. Uh, yeah. So also, that, that, that that's the, the Disney five Simpsons. Can we talk about how weird it is? Like. These are two toddlers that are, like, falling in love. Uh, ish. Well, there's the romantic subplot that uh, the movie was missing. Yeah. I wouldn't uh. say missing, but... <laughs> yeah. The movie didn't need. Exactly. It, was, it, was, it was an interesting, fun thing. And for people my age, and who are 
taking their kids to see this movie. Then they're like, oh, cool, it's The Simpsons. And it's The Simpsons done in such a way so that I don't have to cover my kids' eyes. Uh, I think that's probably part of the reason why it ended so happily. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons you guys don't know The Simpsons a whole lot is that I wouldn't let you watch it when you were kids. So yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as Family Guy. But. No. No, 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 no. no, no or like no. American oh. Dad or something. I haven't watched more than 30 seconds of Family Guy without being offended. But <laughs> Well, um, um, yeah. so we can't talk about this movie without talking about the end. The The end is a... You know, a, a real tearjerker. Oh, yeah. I um, So, for those of you who don't know, I almost never cry at things. Like, the last thing in recent memory I cried at was Toy Story 4, and that was, like, very rare. I still haven't seen Toy Story 4, so... Okay, well, okay. that's all I'm all gonna right. say. All right. Well, you uh, know at the end when... Yeah. <laughs> Everyone died, no. <laughs> um, no, that was Toy Story 3, man. Come oh, on. yeah. Uh, but this one almost brought me to tears, like, and Screw I should almost, this one yeah. did. Yeah, my, my eyes were a little moist. Um, yeah. even though you knew, it, it, you kind yeah. of, uh, you could, you could see that ending coming, not, not at the beginning, right? but as we got closer to it, you're like, oh, oh. that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the fact that there was just that little yeah. glimpse through so that he could see his dad, yeah. But not, yeah. You know, that was that was just. It but was when we think about it, and satisfying all at once. Yeah. Um. But on on the one hand, you you say, well, you know, he couldn't even hear what his dad said. He but then you go you go back to the to that tape at the beginning, mm-hmm. and it, so he he has heard his dad. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, him trying to finish that conversation was just heartbreaking was a, in its own way. That was a brilliant yeah. piece of writing. That was uh, uh-huh. wow. I don't know. Who put that together? But that was yeah. that was pretty clever. Yeah. Um, like he was trying to have a conversation with that, knowing what he was going to say. Obviously, yeah, yeah. But... Listen to that tape hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, I will say that when he was making the list of things that he wanted to do, mm-hmm. that catch was a callback to the yeah, conversation I, he had. I knew at, at a certain point he's going to recognize that he's done all these things. Even though he did, he was crossing him off as though I'm not going to have time to do it. I'm not going to have time to do this. I'm not going to have time to play catch. I'm not going to have time to, mm-hmm. um, you know, laugh with my dad. Yeah. And then I was like, Yeah, but you did. Yeah. You, you did if you if you look at it. Because mm-hmm. um, so. he was there for like the. And and he had those those things already with, um, barley. Barley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just. Like before a certain point, it was barely noticeable. <laughs> For those of you listeners at home, I just elbowed Jared. For those of you listening at home, I wanted to elbow Jared, but it's abuse. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, not recommended. Minor details. Just just tap his feet instead. <laughs> yeah the um, the ending was. Uh, what do you what do you think about the the denouement the the after part? I where, liked it. Um, you know, we, we see, um, Barley Ian is finally room. out of Not the show. Not Barley Ian, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Like, Barley didn't get too much in his Daniel Ma, though. No, he gets, he gets his new van. Yeah. Well, he... Do we Daniel Ma? you're the second. Yeah. So, if you did revisit these characters a year from now, what's mm-hmm. going on? I don't know. Then we get the romance subplot. Oh. No. Mm. Uh. That's okay. Ian going off to college and, like... Leaving his toys behind? Wait. <laughs> See, the thing would be, like, 
you know, you would have to have a villain if they oh. tried to do a sequel. Yeah, there's no villain in yeah, the film. Yeah, that, that's one of the I mean, the, the, like, the closest villain you have is uh, Bronco. Or the dragon. Or the, dragon. the dragon. The, oh, the pixies. <laughs> Which, now that's... The that's pixies are like mini-bosses. Yeah, mini-bosses. Yeah, and, and they eventually become, you know, part of... You know, is, is this going to like bring magic back to the whole universe? I guess you could do, like, magic oh, versus technology in greater detail. Yeah. But I still don't want a sequel. No, I, I, no. I don't think so. Like, if like they it would did. have to be set in the same universe, but with different characters. Maybe. Like, or maybe in the or future. Or maybe, like, centuries. Well, Where, by and large, is overtaken. Wait. <laughs> what if it's uh, Ian's children? What if it's Barley's children? Yeah. Because uh, then you've got a different relationship. Yeah, I feel like the, you get the conclusion Barley we've come to is, the yeah, they could, but please don't. So, um, was there anything in this film that you just kind of said to yourself, nah, that's not working for me. Some Other of the trailers than, before it. Oh my goodness. Uh, like, so yeah. I don't know what trailers y'all had. But we had yeah. Artemis Fowl and that Which just, you know what really disgusting. grinds my gears? <laughs> So uh, like, for someone didn't even who, try. I haven't read Artemis Fowl, but from the reaction that both of you guys had to that trailer, oh. I got the impression that perhaps this movie was not the what movie you were itself for. was an Avengers level threat. Yeah, <laughs> it like, shouldn't even like, like they're trying to bring all these people together who, who yeah. don't even get together because Artemis is supposed to be evil. At this point. Like but the they've Disneyfied him. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the same. But it's basically Spy Kids, but Disney. With Artemis Fowl characters. That's, that's actually true. true. That's, well, I, I'm not going to lie. Accurate. I saw that somewhere. Yeah, yeah but, but like, that's disgusting. And then, but this, and the sad thing is, like, Owen Colfer endorses it. Well, I, when the sequel to Trolls is looking better than that, there's something wrong. Yeah. I mean, all all six nations live together in harmony until the Rock Nation attacks. <laughs> And then Peter Rabbit 2 just is not it. Like, the only reason that movie exists is probably Easter funding. Mm, like, that's true. Like, they, they rake up a lot of money because of Rabbit movie. It's Easter. Oh, Easter money. Let's go watch this. I'm not going to buy my child a rabbit, but I'll take him to see a movie about one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I saw... Which is good. Don't buy your kids a rabbit. Yeah, yeah no bunny business. Oh, no. I, I saw somewhere that... Oh. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 Elbowed again. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, three. I, I saw somewhere that... Onward had made like forty million dollars so far this weekend. Really? Is that low or is that? Normal I'm thinking. For an I would weekend? not be surprised. It, this is an unusual release date. Yeah. Uh, which means that maybe they were less confident about this, or there are some other things coming up that they didn't want to like compete it's not with. Summer. Soul's July, right? June, I think. Yeah. So I. It, it, that to me suggests that they were a little un- uncom- uh, yeah. not very confident about it. Yeah. The other thing that they could not have foreseen is, is that the, the, the coronavirus, coronavirus scare, there. which I think we don't want to probably, get political, but like, yeah, it clearly affected and people the going into somewhere. groups to theaters is less of a thing with yeah. virus scare. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I think probably this will end up being one of the less financially successful Pixar films, right. but it's probably, but it one, probably of the best, one of the best content it, successful. It probably deserves to make more money. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that people will really Maybe discover this on home video. And, oh, I hope. Or, yeah. 
or will it even get to home video? Because it'll just be on Disney Plus. It'll be on Disney it'll be, Plus. Well, like Hopefully, Frozen Two has been on DVD. I'm, I think there's supposed to be like a four month gap between DVD and. I I will say that I haven't seen a lot of merchandising whatsoever. That's true. How much? Pixar how much, movies are just generally harder to merchandise. How much more time do we have until DVDs are phased out entirely? I don't want to think about that. That's just Disneytopian realities. Well, you can't beat a good Betamax, boys. And uh, <laughs> what? Betamax was the VHS equivalent oh. that failed. There were there were competing videotape formats, oh. and Betamax failed. Oh. So yeah. All right. So the strong will live. <laughs> so yeah, VHS I, really endured. Yeah. So uh, I think I think it's time to wrap. Yo, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside. I can't rap. <laughs> I, uh, I, if we could freestyle, it would be cool to close with a freestyle rap about onward. Yeah, but uh, none of us have those capabilities. We're not Lyndon or Miranda, and I just don't have the drive for that right now. Yeah, no, I, I tried for in a minute to think of it. I couldn't. I couldn't come up onward. with a rhyme for barley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Bob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that would definitely change the nature yeah. of this film quite a bit. If we, <laughs> uh, it would explain a whole lot of the things that you see uh, yeah. in a fantastic world if you're Bob yeah. Marley. But um, all right. Um, so final final you thoughts. You can edit that joke out if you want. Yeah. Um, no, we're keeping it in just to embarrass you. <laughs> yeah. So final thoughts on this movie. It was darn good, mm-hmm. and it tugged at your heartstrings, just as Pixar movies are wanting to do. Yep. Or would it be want to want. do instead of wanting to do? to do? Yeah. I mean, they want do do time. that wantingly. <laughs> yeah. For me, there were a few things where, from a screenwriting perspective, it was a little bit cookie cutter. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Masters in creative writing. Yeah. But but even there, they they did so many nice spins with it, and it didn't feel forced. The only time where, from a writing perspective, I felt like, well, that's just way too convenient. The only two times yeah. were, A, when all of a sudden all the other cop cars show up. Yeah. where Because they're in this isolated, where right. are they coming from? That doesn't make a lot the of DM sense. The DM just said, you know what? You can't just go in can't intimidation out of this. Right. And then yeah. when uh, the, 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 the mom and the manticore are driving the car and they slam headfirst into a pixie. And I'm just like, okay, that's a little too convenient. Well, well, oh, and the, and the, yeah. I was a little at first like, oh, the he see, sees the bumper, so he knows to follow them. Uh-huh. But they, that didn't, since they had shown that the the van was not in great shape, that didn't feel forced to me. See, that was yeah. his first time okay. DMing, so, so he's railroading the characters towards the plot. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that pulled me out of it was. This. How did the Manticore know where the Phoenix Gem was? I mean, she she got the map in the first place. It was uh, she's but, but she but she only knew Raven's Point. That's true, as far as we know, unless she was the one who hit it. It's quite yeah. possible. But um, then that that question is the Manticore's age. Well, we don't know how long that fountain or whatever had been there. So, score out of hundred. I mean, it's I mean, it was a part of their history. So yeah. yeah. Score out of a hundred. Score out of a hundred. Well, I've never done this before. So, what do you give me? Just, give me a benchmark. Just a number, out of a hundred. So, like, you what think, would you put like, Frozen Two as? Like, if you're grading this movie, I'd give oh. Frozen Two like a ninety-one, maybe eighty-nine. 
All the listeners are going to be commenting about what I actually said in our. Is there a rubric? I, I I need a no. rubric to grade this. No, no. Just give okay. it, give it. So a grade. you want holistic grading? Okay, fine. Yes, I can do this. No, we want a free floating curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free floating curriculum. Jared, give a number first, so so Dad knows what he's doing. Three point one four one five. You give one of the numbers. I give you a pie in your face. Out of a hundred? No, I give it like. All right, so I give it a. I give it an 88 plus a D6 from inspiration, so I give it a 94. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for me, this is uh, this is a high B plus. It's an 88, possibly an A minus 91. It's somewhere in that range. Yeah. It would depend, I think, on I if, if I saw it a second time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if I saw it a second time, I might pick up on some things that I liked more that I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'd be less picky about some of the details. So. Well, I, I would honestly go as high as 96. Really? You like yeah. it that I'm much? Really I really like game. Probably. It was probably in that, that same area. Well, it's it definitely was a successful film and one that I would encourage people to watch. Except, uh, oh, absolutely. Hopefully, people have already except they've already it before watched it. it comes to, to Disney podcast. Plus sooner rather than later. Yeah. I, I would love to hear what other people think. Yeah, tell us in the comments. Non-existent comments section. Yes. <laughs> Does podcasting have a comment section? Well, well, you could share your opinions with us on Twitter at PodGeekOrthodox. And on Instagram at GeekOrthodoxPod. Or you can tweet me at AaronTheAvatar. And try and find us on Discord? Do we have a Discord? We don't. But it might be <laughs> cool to have one. I don't know. It would be quite a quest for them to find you. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It's a path of peril to find us. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting me be a part of your show of course, today. Thank oh, you no for problem. Coming well, and talking I mean, about us. Now we're going to um, Darth Maul you. So yeah. only, we're going to shamelessly only steal your, your ideas and then leave you in the dust. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a great plan. All right. Uh, thank you again for watching. Uh, do we have a verse? No. Oops. Uh, we'll, we'll get back in the swing of things at some yeah, point. Well, <laughs> we, I should have, like, taken note of a great quote or something, but... Well, what was, what was, uh, Barley's, uh, advice to Ian over and over on this? Mm. Uh... <laughs> Use your heart's fire! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll go with that. Um, so yeah, thank you Elbows. for watching. Yeah. So thank you for watching. Um, listening. I told you we're always <laughs> gonna mess it up. We're never gonna actually learn that through listeners, not viewers. Nevertheless, we will get with you more next time. Yeah. And um, onward.